1: Whose arrow is ticking up after the first week of preseason action? We'll talk about it next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to in 5. I'm Chris Towers here on the Monday, August 15th episode with Adam Azer. And we're here to talk about the biggest winners from week one of the preseason action. And look, you know, we were talking before the show, Adam, about how you know, the Rams are a great team for preseason because you don't have to watch them because they're never going to play any of their relevant, important players. I think I saw the 49ers rested 33 players. The, the Dolphins played their third string quarterback every single snap. So it's all to say that take it with a grain of salt. What happens in the first week of the preseason, there's two more preseason games and a couple more weeks of practices. There's about a month before the games actually start. So we don't have to overreact but we shouldn't not react at all. There are, there are some interesting tidbits that we can take from the first preseason game. And Adam, tell me who's your, uh, your biggest winner from the first week of the preseason.
0: Damian Pierce. He is the talk of the preseason. He is the preseason star. He had a great game for the Houston Texans, uh, five carries for 49 yards, including a 20 yard carry. He also had one target did not catch it, but look good. I mean, look really good. Look pretty shifty. And he's got, you know, four, six forty, And I really hate that. And he was <laughs> underutilized at UF. Uh, so we never really got to see what he could do. He never had more than 15 carries in a game. Just a lot of games where he, he was just not used much at all. Uh, and his first preseason game, he was so much better than Marlon Mack. Of course he came in and he faced backups. Um, They were facing backups the entire time. Saints didn't really play any of their starters, but, Damian Pierce is definitely moving up right now. Uh, over the last week on NFC, his ADP is a little bit outside the top 100. He's definitely a top 100 pick now. I think he's probably in the 80s or so. I think you can start looking for him around round eight, maybe a little bit sooner. Um, but, you know, he said he'd take him over Miles Sanders earlier this week. I thought that was insane. But after this performance, going to make people think about it. I still wouldn't do that. But I do think Damian Pierce is a guy you could take uh, in about the eighth round in a 12-team league.
1: I will point out Damian Pierce didn't play until the second quarter. It was Marlon Mack running with whatever the first team offense in Houston would be. But yeah, I agree. His arrow is definitely pointing up. And, you know, this is a situation where we'll, we'll see over the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he got more of those first team opportunities. My winner is Trey Sermon, who didn't actually play all that well. I think it was 11 yards on six carries. However, we did learn that Elijah Mitchell, who entered training camp with a knee injury and has received some, I don't know if it's fair to say criticism from Kyle Shanahan, but definitely has lodged some concerns about his availability last season. Uh, He's going to miss the entire preseason with a hamstring injury. And Trey Sermon was there running with the first team offense. It was, you know, Jeff Wilson was inactive as well alongside Elijah Mitchell. So, you know, I think you can safely say Trey Sermon's third on the depth chart, but You know, we know Jeff Wilson is pretty much just a third down back in this offense. So it's really just Elijah Mitchell that Trey Sermon has to overcome. I'm not saying that he's going to overcome him, but given the concerns about Mitchell's fitness, given the concerns about his ability to hold up over the course of a season, I think Trey Sermon is someone who absolutely needs to be drafted in all 12 team leagues. And he's someone I've been targeting in the later rounds, because unlike last year, Kyle Shanahan actually has good things to say about him uh, this training camp. So I think Trey Sermon's arrow is definitely pointing up.
0: I don't really see it that way. I see it more like Elijah Mitchell's arrow was pointing down because they were worried about his workload going into the going into the preseason, and he's already dealing with a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. And isn't going to play in the preseason. I don't know that <clears throat> that Sermon's arrow was pointing up any more than Tyrion Davis Price or Jeff Wilson. I don't think that Jeff Wilson is just a third down back. That's interesting to hear you say that. I think the whole situation stinks. There are definitely going to be weeks where Sermon is worth using. There are going to be weeks when Mitchell is going to be worth using. I still think it's – you still do too. It's Mitchell's job to lose. But yes. I think my biggest takeaway is that it's just it's just bad for the backfield. Um, not I don't have any more excitement about Sermon. I wonder why he was playing when almost all the starters weren't, but Sermon was playing and Trey Lance. Everybody named Trey was playing, and that's about <laughs> it.
1: All right, let's get your second winner for this weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, we don't talk much about him, but it's Jamal Williams. When we talk about him, it's more of a, well, this stinks for DeAndre Swift. They had a really impressive, uh, I don't want to call it impressive, but a really nice opening drive that culminated in a nine-yard touchdown run from DeAndre Swift. But Jamal Williams was, was really in the mix, and I just think that he's someone that in a 12-team league, not in a 10-team league, But in a 12-team league, you should draft him because he's going to have a role. And he might have a short yardage role. That was talked about uh, by Dan Campbell earlier last week. So he might get some goal line touchdowns. I do not think he's going to be great. I do not think this is a a super great player. But we have to talk about some of the players that can fill out the back end of your roster. And he's also a handcuff, obviously, to DeAndre Swift. So Jamal Williams should be someone who is drafted
1: in a 12-team league. I I worry a little more that this is, like you said with the previous one, more of a buyer beware situation with DeAndre Swift because Jamal Williams is a clear 1B in this offense. DeAndre Swift never played more than uh, two consecutive snaps on that first drive. They split the 10 snaps, 6-10, to in favor of Swift. So, yeah, I think that, look, Williams is going to matter. I think it's the point to take away from it. But the question is, is he going to matter enough to make DeAndre Swift more like a late second round performer than an early first round performer, especially given the injury concerns that he's had in his first two seasons. So I'm not changing my view of DeAndre Swift, but it, it's something to keep in the back of your mind. I, I don't think Jamal Williams is going away just like he didn't last season, even if uh, you know he never ended up being the 1A back that Anthony Lynn talked about last offseason. So that's going to do it for our winners for week one of the preseason. We'll see you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Day in 5.